Moffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It's Friday, November 17th, 3.05 p.m. Here on the beautiful island of Guam, as I look out the window, blue skies, light breeze, green grass, coconut trees swaying in the wind. It's a great day, and glad that we could be part of your Friday. We're broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, KHMG, 21 and a half years on the air, broadcasting beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's not just radio, and it's not just here on Guam. When we started, it was just a little radio station in a converted storage room broadcasting to our local community here over the FM radio waves. Now we broadcast media of all sorts all around the world through the internet, khmg.org. We're able to send out programs that we create here, that we produce here at the Harvest Family Radio Studios. So go to khmg.org. You can see some of those broadcast packages, the, the little podcasts that we make. We also... Stay in touch with our listeners through social media. You can find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Find us on Facebook and follow us. Then you'll get updates anytime we maybe have a blog or we add a new song that has a video with it or we upload a podcast to our website. You'll get notified through Facebook. And we love to hear from you, too. It's a two-way street with Facebook. We love to hear back from you. So send us a message on Facebook. Let us know that you're listening. Give us some ideas and suggestions. And then, of course, find us on the web, khmg.org. This show, Live Till 5, is intended to entertain you, inform you, educate you, edify you in your Christian walk, and give you just a, a light alternative on a Friday afternoon as you're driving around. If you're listening to the live broadcast, it is 3 to 5 p.m. every Friday afternoon. If you ever missed the broadcast, though, we rebroadcast in its entirety, noon to 2 on Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. on Sunday nights. So catch us on the rebound, noon to 2 Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights. We do that on purpose because we know most people cannot listen wall-to-wall, two straight hours of radio. And as I mentioned before, our website really is a multimedia webpage where you can not only listen to podcasts that we've created and you can contact us through the website but you can also listen to a live stream of this radio broadcast of our actual radio broadcast signal you can listen online through our website go to khmg.org and you can click on the listen button and you can listen live from your desk or from uh, even your smart device your phone your your tablet your computer you can listen Online, so you don't have to have a radio anymore. So radio is not just about radio anymore. Radio is just about being able to utilize a lot of different conduits to get the message out. And we are glad we get to connect with you on this Friday, November 17th. A lot of things happening in the next five weeks. You know, we're only one week away from Christmas music. Next week, during the second hour of Live Till 5, we will play the first Christmas song of the season. And if you would like to have part in selecting what that song is, you can just send us a private message to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. I'd love to hear from you. And let me know, what song do you think we should play as the first Christmas song of the season? 
It cannot be anything from Mariah Carey. Just saying. You'll hear that everywhere you go in the mall. We don't we don't play that. We play beautiful Christmas music that either it's it's kind of classic classy music or fun Christmas music and a lot of sacred and traditional Christmas music. So give me a good suggestion. Go to our Facebook page. Leave us a, a private message. Let us know what you think the first Christmas song of the season will be, and we'll take that into consideration. And who knows? You might be the person that actually selects the first Christmas song of the season. We love to. And if if you do contribute towards that, I promise I'll mention you on the air, unless you don't want me to. But then I might slip and do it anyway. Hey, there is a Christmas coloring contest going on, by the way, at Faith Bookstore. I wanted to mention that. Jason and I.N. and everyone down there, all the nice folks, open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. You can go by, and if you have kids between the age of 4 to 12, they can enter the the Thanksgiving coloring contest. This is their sixth annual rendition of the Thanksgiving coloring contest. And you have to have your entry submitted by next Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. The judging will take place on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, and they'll be announcing the winners, and we'll even announce the winners here on the air if we can that day, and uh, that's only a week away, so you only have a few days to get this coloring sheet done, but it's it's a great way for your kids to get involved. They're going to hang the artwork up on the walls there, and they're going to give away some great prizes. First place will have a $30 gift certificate plus a gift. Second place is a 20 Dollar gift certificate and a gift, and third place is a ten dollar gift certificate and a gift. And they have three different age categories: four to six, seven to nine, and ten to twelve. Because they recognize that a twelve-year-old's coloring skills are superior to a four-year-old's coloring skills. So you're only competing with people at your own class and size. So there you go, kids. Ask your parents to take you by Faith Bookstore. Faith Bookstore is located at the corner of Route Eight and Route 1, Marine Corps Drive. You'll see it right there, kind of just right off the side of the road. You can turn into the, you can either turn right off of Route 8 into the into the parking lot there, or if you miss the turn and you're going northbound on Route 1, Marine Corps Drive, turn into the same parking lot as Feathers and Fins, and before you even get to the Feathers and Fins, uh, there's there's a little driveway there that'll take you up behind Faith Bookstore. So I encourage you to go by there. We'll probably mention it one more time on the air today. Now, November, a lot of celebrations in November. But, of course, all of our favorite celebration in November is anyone? Anyone? Yes, Thanksgiving, next Thursday. But there are a number of other things happening. As a matter of fact, November is National Model Railroad Month. Speaking of, I'm trying to find a time and a place to set up the KHMG Harvest Family Radio Christmas train. If you've ever seen that, it's pretty awesome. It's kind of a miniature Polar Express train, but uh, it's pretty sweet. Anyway, also it's National Native American Heritage Month, National Novel Writing Month, Peanut Butter Lovers Month, Pepper Month, Pet Awareness, Pomegranate, Roasting, Scholarship, Senior Pet, Sleep Comfort, Stomach Cancer Awareness, American Heritage, cancer awareness, Pancreatic Cancer Awareness, No Shave Ember, the U.S. Beard Month of Movember, Pet Cancer Awareness, Pet Diabetes, Plum Month. Uh, let's see here. Raisin Bread Month. That sounds good. Real Jewelry, Spinach, and Squash, just to name a few. How many of you like a nice 
medium toasted piece of raisin bread with some real butter melted into it. Yeah, me too. Here you go. Uh, Here's some of the weekly observances that we are going to be enjoying this next week. American Sand Sculpting Competition Week kicks off on Sunday. Better Conversation Week as well. Church and State Separation Week, we're all about that. GERD awareness, that's gastroesophageal reflux disease, the 19th through the 25th. International Fraud Awareness and Restorative Justice Week is coming up. Adoption Week is this week. Bible Week, corresponding a little bit with the new uh, National Bible Museum. Family Week is the 19th through the 25th. Farm to City Week, 19th through the 23rd. Game and Puzzle Week. It's a good time to pull out the games and puzzles around Thanksgiving. Operating Room Nurse Awareness Week. The only one that kind of stands out is slightly different than all the rest there. And then the days. Today is the 17th. That means it is Homemade Bread Day, Baklava Day. Baklava, by the way, is a heavenly dessert. It There's no way to eat it without it making you totally sticky because of the little flaky goodness and all the honey and everything and the the nuts crushed in there. Mm. But anyway, I'm getting distracted. We we have some baked goods up here making me hungry. Black Cat Day is today as well. Take a Hike Day. Unfriend Day. It's a good day to go through your social media, unfriend people that you don't need to stay connected to. Substitute Educators Day. Uh, tomorrow, Family Volunteer Day. Guinness World Record Day. International Games Day. Uh, Mickey Mouse Day is tomorrow. National Adoption Day. Uh, let's see here, and uh, push-button phone day. I don't know why there is such a day, but there is. The 19th, so that would be on Sunday, American Made Matters Day, Carbonated Beverage with Caffeine Day. Why don't they just call it Coke or Pepsi Day? Have a Bad Day Day, that's Sunday. Um, Mother Goose Day, Rocky and Bullwinkle Day, Women's Entrepreneurship World Day of Remembrance for Road Traffic Victims. The 20th, Monday, Africa Industrialization Day. Uh, let's see here. Name Your PC Day. Peanut Butter Fudge Day. And Universal Children's Day. The 21st, uh, let's Gingerbread Day. And uh, World Hello Day and Television Day. 22nd, Go for a Ride Day. Humane Society Anniversary Day. Cashew Day. Jukebox Day. The 23rd, Doctor Who Day, Eat a Cranberry Day, Fibonacci Day. Uh, do a little reading on the Fibonacci curve. It's interesting. National Day of Mourning, Espresso Day, Family Health History Day, Thanksgiving, and, of course, for those that are trying to remain politically correct, Turkey-Free Thanksgiving. Those are just some of the observances and special things that are happening this month, this week, and each individual day as we look ahead to this next week. Now, again, you're listening to Live Till 5. It's Friday, November 17th, 3.16 in the afternoon. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. The theme today is Thanksgiving as we look ahead to Thanksgiving. It's it's upon us, and I don't want to start talking about Christmas and just step right over Thanksgiving, as I've done in the past. This is very important to us, so we're going to talk about that today. We're also going to have kind of an extended time uh, playing What's in My Coffee, because they brought us some wonderful baked goods, 
Sebastian's not here today because he is getting ready for his big day, wedding day. And so, uh, Sebastian, we're going to uh, drink your hub drink and we're going to eat your hub goodies today in your memory as uh, celebrating the last day of your bachelorhood. There you go. So we're going to take a short break and listen to a little Harvest Highlights when we come back. What's in my coffee? Stranger than fiction. This day in history, etc., etc. Thanks for listening. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. 3.17 p.m. on Friday, November 17th. Stick around more live till 5 after this short break. With a little more live till 5. It's 3.25 p.m. If I'm looking through the correct part of my trifocals here. Hold on. Yes, 3.25 p.m. I have a stiff neck, so it's kind of hard to get the section of my glasses lined up with where my neck can turn right now. But that's neither here nor there for all of you listeners. If you're listening to the rebroadcast, hopefully my neck's feeling better. Thank you very much for asking. I'm joined in studio by Lawrence Nagas, Joe Sarney, and Chris Harper, this is this is an all-star cast, and we are all enjoying some tasty treats from the hub because Sebastian's not here, so we're eating his food and drinking his drink. Tastes good, Sebastian. Yep, you, Joe, you're actually you're you know when you get married, uh, you'll learn this lesson. Uh, you have to give up what's yours and share it with others. Someday, if you're you have kids, you don't get to eat anything without giving it away first. Yeah. And that's just the way it goes. If there's anything in your house that's really, really good and you have five kids like I do, it'll be gone before you get there. That's right. Yep. That mm-hmm. my, my my mom would never buy honeycomb cereal because we would eat it as soon as it came home. We'd literally eat the entire box. It's the largest box of cereal on the shelf. Right. We'd eat the whole box in one setting. My dad didn't get any. Right. There My goes dad the hid bags of Doritos behind his easy chair in his bedroom. We knew. We knew where they nice. were at. So we'd we'd strategically only take a couple when he was out. He's probably listening to this. Just so. a few at a time. He, yeah, he couldn't we tell crafty. that the grubby little child-sized handprints. And yeah. yeah. So anyway, but we're eating Sebastian's stuff because we're celebrating his bachelorhood. That's not just when you get married, though. That's when you have kids. Because when that's you true. get married, my wife will let me have anything. Yes, right. Sure. sure well, sure. that's true. She's like, it depends on who you, you marry. Would you like to have this? You could marry a greedy person, I guess. <laughs> I guess you could, yeah. Someone that really that's just true. likes to eat all your stuff. Yeah, so avoid that. Avoid that. Yeah. Right. Beware. <laughs> writing that one down. <laughs> Go on the first date. Basically, don't whoever marry anyone last, who's doing what we're doing right now. Whoever takes the last <laughs> chip off the salsa ba- or the chips and dip thing, yeah, she it's her. If it's her, that's the last date. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Nice. Do that. That's As good a matter of fact, it's a test. It's a. It's a little personality test. What so, would I do without my married friends? Yeah, you know, I tell you what. Yeah, the, the trick is to leave it in one there. And so you both kind of are in the give and take uh, yeah. kind of mood there. Right now, we just wanted Sebastian to, to realize greedy. that he's in the give uh, side of that yep. right now, and we're in the take side. So mm-hmm. we're 
We're Real practicing good. the two parts of marriage. Real good Friday Demonstrating afternoon. for our listening audience. And, and while we're at it, might as well just go ahead and say that this segment's brought to us by The Hub, Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, music, books, gifts. No more Yankee Candles. We're done with that for now. I think we're going to bring out some for the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. But I do like The Hub. I go there every day. It's a very comfy place. They have high-speed Wi-Fi and friendly staff. And now they're starting to serve bagels. Yeah. Three different kinds of bagels. Toasted with butter, cream cheese, you name it's it. Awesome. It's really good. And uh, yeah. Plus they have hot malasadas. And we have all these tasty drinks. So we're going to go around the table here and talk about what we're drinking and what we're eating. And then I'll, just, I'll give the official uh, nomenclature of each of those items plus the price of those items uh, when it gets to be my turn. So we'll start with Chris here. Chris, what are you drinking? This is a um, a coffee drink. It's a hot drink. It's the number one drink in the room today. Nice. And I'm not sure what the sweetness is to it, but it's a sweet drink. I believe it's a latte because I can. there's some steamed milk in there that I can taste. So... I don't know the. I'm not placing the sweetness factor. It's probably caramel because mm-hmm. that usually is the one I can't place. <laughs> but it's just your standard, you know, coffee um, latte drink. I mm-hmm. think. And what am hot I hot latte? Like hot. a caramel latte? It's maybe? hot. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then I'm eating a malasada. A malasada with a little uh, cinnamon sugar on the outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keeps them from sticking together in the bag. Mm-hmm. When That's you walk right. away with a bag of eight of them, oh, a full bag. But then you have kind of fingers full of sugar, yeah, as oh, yeah. well. You just oh, yeah. pace yep. yourself and licking your fingers. Yep. You're, you're, you have a good five <laughs> yeah. minutes of snacks. All the ants in the building start mm-hmm. to—they're making their way. Surround your feet. They already yep. sounded the charge. Yep. They're like, oh, yep. look at that guy. He's covered in sugar. Hey, uh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of sugar, um, sugar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speaking of sugar. <laughs> You're drinking a cold drink. That's there. what he's known up here is in the AV uh, world as. Hey, sugar. Uh, oh uh, so Someone is that <laughs> is that uh, <laughs> is that drink carbonated? Um, yes, it's a fruit splash. I'm really terrible at guessing like the flavors of fruit splash because they honestly a lot of them taste the same to me. But I think it's like a pomegranate or, so, mm, or something like that. Pomegranate, maybe a flavor even, of the month. Do they even offer that flavor? I don't know. I have no idea. But I mean, it tastes good. Um, and then I got a malasada. Yes. Like, Nutella or some kind of chocolate filling. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, those really are good. good. Those are First really good. First time trying a, a filled malasada. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are worth bad. it. Yeah, yep. It's like a Portuguese Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Portuguese exactly Portuguese. what comes to my yeah. mind. Yeah, it's oh, the first Portuguese Twinkie. Yeah, it's yeah. the first combination of words that came to my mind. Yep. It is a Portuguese donut, and a Twinkie has a cream filling, so, you know, Portuguese yep. Twinkie. That's what malasada means. <laughs> That'll sell. In Portuguese. <laughs> really? That'll sell. Wow. Well, doesn't it? Can I buy a Portuguese Twinkie? <laughs> I'll take a Portuguese <laughs> Twinkie. Just, just show up at the They hub. literally grab you by your back belt loops and the scruff of your shirt and throw you out into the street. You no come in here anymore. We no serve Portuguese yeah. Twinkies. I don't even know why I said it like that. <laughs> I don't either. I don't <laughs> even know. That's actually, that's that's Megan Peterson's accent right there. I she don't grabs even know. you and throws you out. I don't out. even know if that description will help sales. Uh, <laughs> it might not. I'm a it might not. It might not. Okay, so Lawrence, uh, what does yours taste like? It looks sweet. I think I think Chris and I have possibly the same drink. It's just mine's iced and his is hot. Could be. Uh, mine's very caramely. 
um, and and almost like if you had a cavity at all, this thing mm-hmm. would just make it unbearable. It'd yes. go sitting in the, right in there. But I don't, so so it's pretty good. And uh, <laughs> clarify that. And um, but it is is extremely sweet, but um, not too bad for a nice refreshing Friday afternoon drink with a little bit of sugar, and then a malasada with a little bit of custard inside. Nice. Yikes. Yeah. So it the is, uh, uh, sugar sugar high right now. Hole in your tooth is is uh, at least offset by the filling of the hole in your heart you by that it. lovely drink. Hey, yeah, your malasada's gone. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That was a, that was a two-biter. All right. That was a two-biter. <laughs> Along with one half Portuguese of one Twinkie. half of one of my bagels. Yeah, a quarter of a bagel. So, uh, yeah, one quarter. I had and to then, get something a little more savory in here because, boy, I tell you, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was too much sugar Too much once. sweet, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll end up crashing in about four minutes. Um, oh, I still will be. I'm drinking a hot apple cider drink. It's got a little a caramel. It's a, it's a special blend. Uh, it's not just kind of the apple cider you could get off the side of the road. It's the kind of apple cider you would have to get only at the hub. What? Where are you getting apple cider off the side of the road? I'm saying if they offered on the side of the road, it wouldn't be like this. Oh, well, it would I be would a agree. whole different combination. <laughs> Don't buy it. No, if you saw a truck and it says sweet corn and apple cider, that apple cider would be different on than this Guam? apple cider. Yeah. People are drinking. People are selling hot apple cider. How well, they're ba- selling sweet corn. How bad of a businessman do you have? There's to a be sweet corn guy right around to be the corner on the side of the road at 90 degrees selling well, some. You know, hot apple hot cider. Hot apple cider. Sure. Yeah, it's it's uh, Come on. it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> well, here I'll give you guys each a copy of what Jeremy gave to me. Jeremy Wendell, the uh, manager extraordinaire of the hub. He kind of broke wrong. down here. So, <clears throat> first off, the uh, pumpkin spice latte. Is uh, number one what? for three dollars and seventy five cents. You couldn't taste any pumpkin spice in there. I didn't taste pumpkin or spice. Oh wow! Yeah. That's okay. not to say that. Well, pumpkin it wasn't spice is all one thing they put in there. In fact, this morning I got the I got a pumpkin cold brew. Oh, uh, you know how they usually do the vanilla cold yes. brew? I just had them do pumpkin instead of vanilla. Real good. Do they uh, pour it into that. the husk of a used pumpkin? And uh, give sometimes, you a, sometimes okay. a butternut squash. You drink even it through a cinnamon straw. Uh, so, yeah, occasionally yeah. I go in for that. That's an extra four dollar <laughs> charge, so you got to be easy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, pumpkin spice latte, Chris, three dollars and seventy five cents. That's a great value. It's a special, by the way. Right. They don't mm-hmm. offer that drink on the menu all the time. Mm, no. It's no. on the secret menu all the time. But then drink number two is hot apple cider. That's myself. It's also a special. And like I said, it's better than anything you get on the side of the road. Um, third, the caramel white mocha. That's got to be Lawrence there. That was me. Mm-hmm. So the caramel and then the mocha, those are two sweet things right. that they combine together. Yeah, it And was... it's the white mocha, so it's got that powder in it. It's right. really good. Right. <clears throat> that's, uh, you know, we just call that uh, diabetic fit. $4.25. Yep. That's what's happening to right, me right now. And then tangerine calamansi. Nothing like a pomegranate. Nothing like Not a even the same color. I was wondering where you got that. Um, but it, it tastes good. It sounded cool. $2.50. <laughs> it sounded exotic. $2.50 for a tangerine yeah, calamansi. That's a value. That's uh, almost half the price of Lawrence's drink right there. So and if you're looking for diabetes. Value, yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, now, malasada. Uh, for one malasada, they have different kinds. During the week, sometimes they don't have the filled ones, mm-hmm. but the chocolate and the non-chocolate filled ones are custard. both a type of custard that has a coconut custard. Yep. has a coconut flavor to it, even if you can't taste the coconut at the time. It's called haupia, and it's like a Hawaiian thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Portuguese donut is also a Hawaiian those are thing. Here, those are here every Friday. Every Friday. There mm-hmm. you go. And then the regular malasadas with the cinnamon sugars every single day. And the price on those... A dollar fifty for one, two fi- two f- 
50 for two. They also have a special where you can get a combo, a cup of coffee and a malasada for three bucks. I feel like I'm, I'm working at Domino's right now, given 17 different uh, specials. And then the filled on Fridays are only two bucks a piece. So mm-hmm. it's a little more than a regular, but, uh, but super well tasty. Yep. And then the bagels, they just started offering this week. It's $3 with butter or, or three f- butter, three fifty with cream cheese. They toast it for you with love. And they put it in a white paper bag and they hand it to you. It's wonderful. It's all part of the show. It is. Proceeds go to missions. And that's a very Uh, important part. Chris, I'm glad you brought that up. This is a this is a This is not not, a commercial endeavor. Not a commercial. The radio station, we we make no money. Matter of fact, we're losing money hand over fist. (laughs) Uh, no, just kidding. But we but our 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 coffee shop and bookstore here at the hub is a nonprofit venture. It's an outreach of our ministry. And even though, yes, we're selling coffee drinks, the proceeds of every coffee drink, every food item, goes to missions projects. So those of you who maybe you're not familiar with that terminology, you could say humanitarian projects. We've helped build churches, schools. We've helped with medical needs. We've helped uh, buy school buses. We've helped with typhoon relief, Bible printing, I mean, you name it, we've done a lot of educational uh, programs, all different types of things to help. And a lot of it has gone right back to Micronesia, actually. The majority of that probably has helped in Micronesia, but really all around the world. And that's where the proceeds from the hub goes. That's why we we can promote it so heavily, because we're really just promoting a way to uh, get more money into missions. And so we encourage you to go by the hub. It's still open for 22 more minutes. It's only 3.38 p.m. on Friday the 17th of November, and uh, we take a little time every week to enjoy these things. I have learned you cannot eat a toasted raisin bagel with cream cheese and talk on the at the same time. No. No, it would be, it's basically almost impossible. You're, you're risking your own life because that bagel goes down the wrong way. You're going to need someone to Heimlich. Heimlich, yep. Yeah. I took the and class a couple weeks ago. I did, so. did you really? I did. Oh, I'm going to eat it then. You are in, I would, you see, are in that's good what I was company. Worried. I was worried that I that I might not be covered. But Okay, you're going to need to <laughs> yeah, stay until I'm done with this thing. I, I definitely really? call chest Ray's compressions. Oh, Ray's knows but, how? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I was there too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah we were, we were and you know what? They don't do the mouth-to-mouth anymore, eat right? whatever you want. You do. Oh, okay. You I don't do. need that. I don't need that. But I have. I Even have if I my, stop breathing, <laughs> I don't need it. I have a, fa- oh, a, a foldable face shield in Do my you? wallet, so okay. uh, we'll be well, okay there. Hey, mm-hmm. you could use this uh, cup. I the, could, uh, I could the, use that little lid right the there. little lid thing. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway, just check my airway. We're uh, prepared. <laughs> with your, with folks, your clean folks, hands. It would be, and, it would be uh, home improvement up here yes. if we had to bring him back. Oh, boy. So, anyway, yeah. We're not we're not going to do that. So we're going to bring me back, but anyway, let's 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 just think about the sunny side of life as we go out of this, try and reassemble. And uh, thanks for staying tuned. That was our little what's in my coffee segment. We'll take a short break when we come back a little more live till 5 after this. Live till five is three forty-three p.m. on this Friday, November seventeenth. We're all smiles here in the KHMG studio, the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, is broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries. And you know, I need to make an apology. 
Might as well do it now and get it over with. Yep. Is there any way to do this without making it sound like I made a mistake? Uh, apologies usually indicate that you made a mistake. Yeah. I thought apologetics was the defense of truth. That's apologetics. Oh, not true. I was going to say I'm apologetic, yeah, but that's making yeah, yeah. It's defending I, your I'm truth, which have, wasn't yeah. a correct one. Okay, so it's someone might have given out the wrong times, which that someone was me <laughs> to our video editing staff, and that that staff is Joe, yeah. who happens to be with us. <laughs> it's a full fledged <laughs> staff of Joe, and I I I sent him an email flippantly, flippantly. Which with we, a time, a we send lots time of emails every day. Yes. So it can happen. And a lot, and I make up a lot of stuff. I mean, I just really do. Like, how much is that? Go? Oh no, five seventy-three something. So what time is that? Oh, six thirty something. So I sent the wrong time for the Festival of Lights concert in my original email. It said six thirty p.m. and that was incorrect. And Joe had already created our. 4K Stellar Academy Award it's nominated. Not, not 4K. Oh, I don't think they air in 4K. Is it is it uh, Academy Award nominated? Uh, sure. It could yes. be. It's got my kids in it. Hey, yep. And uh, and other people's kids in the Christmas this office. promotional commercial to KUAN. Yeah. And it had my incorrect time on it. The correct times are as follows: 5 p.m. Come early, enjoy dinner from Guam's best food trucks. 6 p.m., join us for a musical production entitled Joy in the Harvest Auditorium. 6.30 p.m., enjoy free kids' activities and games in the Harvest Gym, as well as lights and food around campus. And at 7.30 p.m., second performance of Joy in the Harvest Auditorium. So 6 and 7.30 instead of just 6.30, which I had put so flippantly in my email. So, Joe, I am very sorry. You had to redo the commercial. You had to contact... The executives at NBC and CBS. <laughs> it didn't air yet, though, so we're good. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. as far as we know, I could just be creating more confusion by reading all these different times. But my Six conscience o'clock. is clear. Six o'clock. Yep. 6 p.m. Six. Just come at 5 and Who's go that? to whatever's next. Right. That's the best policy. Find a yep. good parking spot. You'll get in line first at right. the, uh, the food trucks. Food trucks. And they may or may not be Guam's best food trucks. They could That's be. Someone's some opinion. of them That's might debatable. be the second not, best food trucks. Some of them might can. be third best. Some of them might be the best. Some of them might have not been rated yet. Right. You know, they could be rated. unrated. You know? When do we uh, turn on the lights? Like, when's that? 630 ish. 630 ish? Are yes. you sure? Pretty sure. I think it's on sunset. <laughs> okay. Because it says enjoy the lights. It says okay. at six thirty, enjoy free kids activities, games in the harvest gym, as well as lights yeah, and food around campus. Okay. So. All right. We. I was going to say we've heard this story before. Yeah, By the end of the first performance. I, yeah. I'm, it's six thirty. <laughs> they should be on. Six thirty is the boilerplate that we just put on anything. Hey, when is that start? Ah, uh, six thirty. Come at five and wait for five the o'clock. Next thing. Yes. That's just come at five. And follow the crowd. This is the It'll one time in life like, it's okay to just follow the crowd. It'll be like Disney. They're not going to jump off a cliff. The next show in five minutes. There you go. Right. That's right. It'll be a little bit like that around. Yes. Campus. Yep. And I and I will be making that announcement. So yes. anyway, that's the longest apology I ever made in my life. Well, that's probably good for you. <laughs> so now, Joe, do you forgive me? I forgive you, Joe. Okay. All right. I, I didn't all even right. know I was going to do that when I invited you on the show. I might not have invited you on the show and, and skip the <laughs> apology, but since you're here, I figure it was. Maybe the Lord wanted me to just go ahead and humble myself, so that was good. 
and the Lone Ranger song's playing in the background yeah, the whole it's time. It's been going to town. I he know. has got to have found Tonto by now. Like more quiet, like a piano. Mm. A piano we can, concerto. We can play a Sebastian song. Oh like this my! One here. That's, that's this is Sebastian's that's song. That's not apology music. And now, for Jared's apology of the week. Yeah, here's that's your a, host. That's a great segment. Yeah, that is Jared's that apology of the week. Yes, yes, yeah. Your announce, announcer yes. voice. Yeah, that's my special announcer voice. Announcer yes. voice. On Friday, November 17th, Jared Baldwin apologized to Joe Sarney. An email was sent. An email was sent. The time was wrong. The time was right for an apology. <laughs> now everyone's better. Oh, man. And that's the apology of the week. And Pastor Jared Baldwin. Yeah, that was definitely yeah. uh, that's Sebastian's splash. epic music for it's his uh, quizzes. Sebastian's music. It's, yeah, well, it it, guess who put it in my uh, little cart here? Sebastian. Sebastian. He loves to he loves to do stuff like that yes, where he puts stuff on especially, special labels. Yes, especially third person of himself. Right. So we love you, Sebastian, and we're really loving eating your treats and uh, drinking your drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and uh, <laughs> he's probably sitting in a car somewhere like. Guys, shut that off. What is he's he? I'm going to come up there with a quiz. I'm going to come up with a quiz Knowing Sebastian, right now. he's probably pacing nervously back and forth somewhere right now. He's <laughs> actually probably what is, he's doing. It is T minus what about? about 18 hours right now. Yeah, yeah. In, in mm. eight, eight, 19 hours no, from now, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, 20. Okay, 20 hours Let's from now. Let's go with 20. 20 They'll hours from now. Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> Big wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> my so. Heart, my heart's racing for him. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going to start pacing around while you're doing this day in history. <laughs> <laughs> um, primarily for Jessica. So yeah, anyway, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it tomorrow. You know what though? Well, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> okay, there is a coloring contest. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, on the second note, uh, there is a coloring contest down at Faith Bookstore. I encourage people with kids between the ages of four and twelve to go down to Faith Bookstore and get a coloring sheet. Participate. They have some great prizes, swell prizes, and they're gonna announce them the day after Thanksgiving. And we might even announce some of them here on the air. If we can get Jason Moore over here on that Black Friday, if he can break away from the bookstore for a little while. We love promoting that uh, program. Been promoting it for the last couple of years. So now it is the 17th of November. And uh, I don't know if much has happened this day in history. I tried to do this day in history last week. Let me, let me just tell the listening audience. It's, a, it's very similar to Macro May. It's a lot harder than it looks. Or Mod Podge. Mod Podge. Yeah. That's right. Toll yeah. painting. Right. Toll painting, <laughs> okay. right? Yeah. All right. Ceramic class. Right. Um, you know, there are a number of things that they just look like they just are so easy. And you go to the class with all the other ladies in the church, and then all of a sudden, bam. You it's do a lot that? more difficult <laughs> than you thought. Okay. So uh, this day in history is one of those things. I tried just pulling it up on my phone and winging it, and I pretty much gave all kinds of obscure uh, historical facts. Sure. And then right about the time I said, these are all very obscure. Then I gave the birthday of the Marine Corps, which, yep. you know, put me in really bad shape with a lot of really tough dudes and ladies. And then um, uh, right before Veterans Day, no no less. And then um, the two or three things that were Dutch, of course, I kind of said them, you know, with a sly look on my face like this. Yeah, okay. Like that. You know, it's well, and, um, look, folks. and my Dutch friends were listening, ah. and so they let me know. Like one of the things, I was like, "Where's Friesland?" And then they texted me where Friesland is, huh. northern part of 
if you Netherlands. The, the next time that they that some Dutch person comes to you and says, so just remind them about they're not in the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Oh, but then man. the same Ouch. could be said to us. Well, yeah, we, we yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Never at least, mind. At least Trinidad, Tobago, yeah. so Trinidad and Tobago. Good thing they ganged up. Trinidad and Tobago uh, got us. Tobago. Okay. Tobago. Tobago. <laughs> Tobago is a... I've heard of both a, ways. That's a sled. Yes. <laughs> Tobago. Yeah. Some chewing Tobago. Okay, uh, it's the 17th of November, <laughs> Lawrence. Okay. Um, you need uh. to wrap up uh, 8,000 years of recorded human history in okay, about eight minutes. Yeah, but it's just it's one day. a thousand years per minute. It's just one day. We're just looking at November... 17th uh it, it is i'm glad you double checked that uh literally yeah, I, as you're getting ready to roll it out i, I wanted to make Apple sure because I, I i could have pulled it down here and seen it at the top of my page but i, I did not I, I left it on the page where it was it's up here on the screen this too. day in tomorrow days history tomorrow mm-hmm. days yes is my wife's birthday so oh. that's pretty fun hey and she's doing a wedding for her birthday she is she is it, it's been she's really having good. a nervous breakdown for her birthday so the nice thing <laughs> is is she she's not really given a second thought to the fact that she's turning another day older because um, it's all been on the uh another days older has she done <laughs> i don't want to do the math on on that uh just round it up <laughs> divide it by 365 <laughs> yeah i could do that <laughs> um well, she she uh, she broke into a new decade last year. So oh, I got it. She's twenty one. She is. She'll be twenty one tomorrow. She'll appreciate that. Got it. I think. Uh, Fifteen fifty eight. Elizabeth the first, age twenty five, ascends English throne upon the death of her half sister, Queen Bloody Mary, and um, that quite the story there with um, Queen Mary. She was of course Catholic, and um, the granddaughter of Ferdinand and Isabella from Spain. And uh, there's of been Columbus, Columbus affiliation, yeah, yep. uh, of Columbus affiliation, and uh, she's also the lady that Three Blind Mice is written after. This is all Bloody Mary. Oh yeah, uh, she's the farmer's wife that chopped off the tails of uh, the three reformers. The English reformers are the mm-hmm. are the mice, and uh, so Elizabeth came in and, and reigned and was a very welcome presence um, in the country after quite the difficult reign of Mary for those that were there. 1603, English explorer, writer, and courtier, Sir Walter Raleigh, goes on trial for treason. Now, I'm, interestingly enough, not too familiar with what he did there. What I do know is is Raleigh is responsible um, for a lot of uh, what went down in North Carolina and the founding there, which is why there's a city named Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, and, and it could be... Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to take a guess at what yeah. happened there because I, I don't truly know what was going on with uh, Sir Walter Raleigh. 1855, David Livingston, or Livingstone, becomes the first European, I didn't realize this, to see Victoria Falls in what is now Zambia and Zimbabwe. Uh, Victoria Falls is a pretty impressive um, waterfall there in Africa. I think it's the tallest in that continent at least. Uh, I think the tallest fall, waterfall in the world is Angel Falls in South America, somewhere in the Andes Mountains, um, but I'm not sure. You are the king of worthless information, yep. my friend. I just learned from you. That's that's what I know. 1862, Union General Ambrose Burnside, and uh, if, you, if you want to take a little pick, yes. glance at his pick, yes. it is where the... Um, I'm not sure why these aren't called Burnside's today they might have been maybe they were I, I wonder where the name sideburn came from if not from him because this Cause they guy call him sideburn a, sides and it just seemed kind yeah, of redundant ambrose so sideburn a- a- ambrose sideburn sides yeah burns. that would be tough 
But uh, he marches north out of Washington, D.C. to begin the Fredericksburg Campaign. So he is one of seven Civil War generals during the uh, North for the North. Um, actually, there was six different men, but seven different generals because one guy went twice back to back or every other like Grover Cleveland's presidencies. Oh. 1863, Abraham Lincoln began first draft of the Gettysburg Address. Now, who knew that? I, who knew that in history began the first draft? Did he, did he maybe he throw him away? It. He was in a maybe he, he was in a a bed and breakfast or something because I've seen a I've seen a documentary on the Gettysburg Address and they have a place uh, in Gettysburg where he stayed and where he started and then they have like um, some copy not not the actual copies but like a representation of his first draft. Hmm. So I've seen that. I know. Yeah, well, maybe that's what, where they got the information from. I'm sure it is. 1931, Charles Lindbergh inaugurates Pan Am service from Cuba to South America in the Sikorsky flying boat American Clipper. So <laughs> I don't, I'd like to see what that flying boat looked like. Maybe Sikorsky. Just, maybe it was just by name only. Maybe it didn't. Um, Airwolf was didn't a Sikorsky uh, helicopter, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. That's oh. a, that's. Sikorsky, that's that's what he's that's what he's known for. Well, that's what he's known for in the Baldwin House. Ah, okay. Airwolf, Airwolf, yeah, that beautiful. Nineteen seventy, Douglas Engel. This is a variety Engelbart. show. It really is getting variety. Douglas Engelbart. Douglas Humperdinck? Engelbart <laughs> no, receives oh, the patent Engelbert. for the first computer mouse, and uh, that was back in nineteen seventy. That was well before. Uh, the the home computer or anything like that. That was back when computers were the size of, um, you know, a couple of our classrooms. Really, they would they were so massive um, when they first came out. So I'd been interested to see. I wonder if the mouse was like the size of a sofa. Yeah, it might have been. You know, if it's all scaled up. You know, the computer's the size of a building. The mouse is the size of. Like maybe a Volkswagen. Yeah, and they're just shoving that you around know? in there, and they've got to like, honk the horn. And it's like, we've got to come up with something smaller. Yeah, you got to honk the horn to uh, click Could on be. something. You know, who knows? Well, well, you know, <laughs> that's been a lot of history. I, I've done more today than I've done in about the last three months combined. You, you have, you have, you got to give us one final one to go yeah, out. Yeah, I am. I, I am. I'll, uh, I'll have, what I'll do is I'll have some epic going out music oh, while, you're, while you're. Wonderful. <laughs> Let me give you something, uh, something positive here, maybe. Um, hmm. That's not. That's not going to go with your no. Victorian. I, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, this is pretty tough here. Distracting, huh? Most of the time I, uh, I have something positive. Now you know how it is for me every time I do this show. A smaller pyramid find within two known Kokokan nesting pyramids announced at Chichen Itza in Yucatan, Mexico. So... I have no idea what you, you just said, but I like the way you said it. Those of you are wondering about what a nesting period might be. Period. Pyramid? Pyramid. Yes. Uh, that is is when you have a large pyramid with a couple of them inside, almost like nesting dolls. Ah. They built mm-hmm. nesting pyramids down there in the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico, uh, nice. dating back to 550 to, to 80 AD. Wow. 80 AD. Wow. So... Nesting pyramids, folks. Found them last year, this day in history. Hey, those are back in style. You've been sleepless, but now that you know there's such thing <laughs> as a nesting pyramid, you may rest well. Yes, and uh, we all need to take a little rest, so we're going to take a short break for the news. Lawrence, thanks for the history. Sure that thing. lesson changed my life. It did. It changed a lot of people's life. They'll never listen again. Joe, thanks for accepting my apology and for consuming all of Sebastian's uh, dry goods and drink. Anytime. And Chris, thanks for coming back next hour by faith. 
And uh, listeners, thanks for staying tuned. We have a whole other hour of Live Till 5, including some Stranger Than Fiction, Thanksgiving facts and figures. It'll be a lot of fun. The news in the second hour as well. And uh, encouragement for you this Thanksgiving holiday week. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Stick around for SRN News. a little more live till 5. It's 4.05 p.m. on this Friday, November 17th. One week away from Christmas music. One week from right now. We will open the second hour of Live Till 5 with the first Christmas song of the season. Now, I know some of you fanatics have been listening to Christmas music in your homes. Today, I was walking through the out side corridor at Compadres Mall going to see my good friend Dr. Martinez to get my back adjusted and I heard Christmas music playing Compadres Mall it's a week early but it's okay we're going to start our Christmas music officially here on KHMG next Friday if you want to listen to Christmas music early it is your right as an American citizen and as a, a free you free sentient being you can choose to listen to christmas music whenever you want you can just not stop from the year before if you like but we have to limit ourselves a little bit so we always start our christmas music the evening after thanksgiving and ever since we started doing live till five it just seemed like a logical time to start with the during live till five because we can really promote it and talk about it and select a bunch of fun christmas music and so we're going to start christmas music time next friday afternoon the day after Thanksgiving, sometimes called Black Friday. I don't really care for that term so much unless I guess I'm going shopping. But uh, it's a lot of fun for us here. And we'll be talking about some Christmas stuff coming up and Festival of Lights and things like that. And speaking of Festival of Lights, it is Sunday, December 3rd here at the Harvest Campus. It's a ministry of Harvest Baptist Church, and we present annually the Festival of Lights 5 p.m., we're going to be opening with some awesome food trucks and food vendors, including but not limited to Parisco, Island Craves, 671 Kettle Corn, Fat Boy Slim, Cocoa Crepes, Marmela Shave Ice, Hoffaday Lemonade, and Teppan Hut. Plus, we'll have the hub open, and it'll just be a great time of food, 5 p.m., and that'll be open all evening. The food vendors will be open all evening. At 6 p.m. and at 7.30 p.m., this is where my apology to Joe Sarney was so critical in the first hour, Uh, that is the musical production entitled Joy in the Harvest Auditorium. It's a great Christmas music production. We're doing two uh, showings of that because last year it was standing room only. Matter of fact, some of our church members had to leave and give up their seats because they had been there that morning, got to see the 
the the first production of it. So this year we're actually doing it three times. Sunday morning service for our church service folks primarily because those folks will all be serving that evening and then two evening performances. And then at 6.30 there's a free kids activity and game time in the gym. This is something we do every year. There's no cost. We don't have any vendors inside selling. We're, we're not... We don't have to get any special permits or anything like that. This is just a normal event for us, but it's a special time for our community because we're we're doing this annual Christmas game and activity tonight. And then we also will be having our Christmas lights coming on at 6.30 p.m. So come at 5 o'clock, stay all evening. You'll get a Christmas uh, performance out of it. You'll get some games and fun times that are totally free in the Harvest Family Life Center. You get to see the Christmas lights. Bring a few dollars. You can enjoy the food trucks. And it's just going to be a fun time. And if we have great weather, you can just hang out outside all evening. Just a great time. And it's a it's an opportunity for our church folks to serve the people in our community. We invite a lot of people. Last year, I believe we had between 1,500 and 2,000. I cannot remember the exact count, but it was like twice what we thought it was going to be. And uh, we want to invite you. And something that's happened a little sooner, of course, I've mentioned it in the first hour a couple of times, but uh, Faith Bookstore's thanksgiving coloring contest ends on wednesday the day before thanksgiving so go there between 10 a.m 7 p.m and they're going to be having a little giveaway for the best coloring contest uh, participants age groups four to six seven to nine and ten to twelve go by there see in and see uh, jason and you'll just have a great great way to start uh celebrating thanksgiving a couple days early if you get down there this weekend now I have Chris Harper with me. He's an all-around good guy and station manager of Harvest Family Radio. Pretty much everything I know about the biz that is worth anything, I've learned from two people. Walter Conkright and Edward R. Murrows. Or Cronkite, uh, he, whichever him, you prefer. Th- three people. Walter well, Cronkite. Yeah. <laughs> Walter Conkright. Yeah, it's a, it's easy to get mixed up because their names look very same, but Concrete's actually spelled the Q. He's uh, Romanian, oh. and then Edward R. Murrows. But if I had to narrow it down to people that are contemporary to me, John Collier, Chris Harper, and really anything that I do wrong, Chris Harper, uh, because yeah. he's responsible for this show. He's he's ultimately. And oh, I don't great. use that word very often, but yeah. ultimately responsible for yeah. Live Till 5. And uh, he's the producer of this show. He's the one who records it, puts it out on podcast. His fingerprints are all over this. Oh, great. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> so, right. And wow. he brings us the news every week. Well, today, I'm not bringing you the news today. Okay. I'm following up on something we talked about last week. And the the Fatberg? No, okay. no, no, right. no. The Fatberg story is I think is we over. beat that one. Yeah, yeah, I think we beat that one to yeah. death. The Fatberg story is at its end. Okay, good. Uh, last week, no, though, we talked about uh, religious liberty, and we talked a little bit about some of the history of religious liberty in the United States. So I wanted to get back to it because I alluded to an article uh, from earlier this year that um, outlined a lot of the history of religious liberty in the United States. And I said, sometime on the show, we'll get to it. And I had it sitting here, and I thought, you know what? There wasn't a lot of great news stories. Unless you're into, like, sanctions of countries and— Scandals. Yeah, a lot of scandals. Accusations, yeah. Yeah, so the— Plenty of coverage on that. Let's talk about this. You're not going to hear a lot about this. 
Um, so the 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 theory last week was that there are multiple different kinds of religious liberty that we talked about. Um, the kind of li- religious liberty that typically um, would be attributed to the United States of America, somewhat a unique form of religious liberty in um, uh, uh, world history, really, which is a universal religious liberty that grants everyone the ability to worship and um, uh, serve religiously based on their own conscience. And then we talked about other forms of religious liberty. I'm going somewhere with this. so I'm, I'm with you. You, I'm with with you haven't lost um, me. Uh, that there's a kind of religious liberty that will allow a variety of religious views. That means that the people in power in a government will uh, allow a variety of religious views, but they're to be practiced in private. And when you do polls of the American public, a lot of times this is what people think of as American religious liberty. They say it's okay for you to believe whatever you want, but not in the public square. That's kind of off limits. The origins of that are are the phrase of um, separation of church and state, which actually is does not appear in the Constitution, but all kinds of surveys have found that most people believe that the separation of church and state uh, idea comes from the Constitution. It comes from no such place. It comes from a, a letter from the Danbury Baptist Association to Thomas Jefferson, and there's a lot of history regarding that that I won't get into at the moment. But uh, most people think that you can practice your religious views in private, although that's not how the courts rule in the United States. They rule based on uh, universal religious liberty. There's also a variety of religious Liberty that says you can practice your religious views, but they have to be approved by the state. So your uh, your rights are granted by the government. They're not. Uh, they don't come from God and are upheld by the government. They come uh, directly from the government. Uh, meaning the government has power to grant these rights. Anyway, I needed all that explanation <laughs> to say that there was a a case in which. A, a well-known Southern Baptist newspaper editor uh, made some comments about uh, how religious liberty should be practiced in the United States. And the Southern Baptist Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission uh, commissioned several uh, people in academia, in, Southern Baptists in academia, to write a, an open letter in response to this. So he had the wrong idea about religious liberty, and they were trying to historically correct his view of this. And there's great stuff in here. So the people involved are uh, Jason uh, Dusing. He's the provost of Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Then Thomas White. He's the president of Cedarville University. Malcolm Yarnell, professor of systematic theology at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, people that are that are... Um, orthodox in their view of Christianity, and then also are looking at these things through a historical lens, specifically a, a Baptist lens, because Baptists actually had a lot to do with this. I mentioned the Danbury Baptist Association, and then uh, there are others that they'll be mentioned in here. Okay, have I lost you yet here? No. Yeah, okay. Matter of fact, I just spoke on the Baptist distinctives. So our foundations class in separation of church and state is one of the Baptist distinctives historically. Right. Right, and there there be some other people mentioned here that had a literally a direct hand, in that being included, um, in the um, 
founding documents of the United States. So this is what they have to say. First, we believe as Americans that our Constitution guarantees the first freedom among all human freedoms, and that is the freedom of religion with all of its benefits. So they're affirming that, and they're saying this is uh, something historically that we've believed as Baptists. We believe that all Americans, including Muslims, which he was arguing that Muslims should be limited in their freedom to worship, are granted as an inalienable human right the freedom of conscience to worship God as they believe best. That's that concept we talked about last week about individual soul liberty. Another Baptist distinctive. Exactly. Second, we believe as Baptists that questioning whether Muslims deserve religious liberty is foreign to the historic Baptist understanding of biblical faith and practice. So they're making a biblical argument about an American uh, institution, and that is of uh, religious liberty. Uh, From the Reformation to the present, Baptists have been leading advocates for the separation of church and state and the freedom of religion for all citizens. In a supplement to this letter, we include quotes from the first Continental Anabaptists and from the first English Baptists, in order to demonstrate that religious liberty is foundational to our faith. And then they just name some of them. They say, we note that Thomas Helwes, an English Baptist pastor who, is most, who most scholars traced uh, to have Baptist origins, specifically included the Turks, or what they called in that day the Turks, which are Muslims, as possessing religious liberty from God by virtue of the fact that they have soul liberty, There are also quotes from leading American Baptists, such as Roger Williams, uh, Isaac Bacchus, John Leland. John Leland was chief among the people who were leading the charge to say everyone needs to be granted uh, universal religious freedom. Uh, Leland, each of whom were instrumental in shaping American Baptist life as well as American political thought. Third, we believe as Southern Baptists, as they are, the, the people who wrote this letter, That universal religious liberty is a non-negotiable aspect of our denomination's theology, and in that light, we've included a portion of the Baptist faith and message, which is one of their uh, documents that they're guided by. Uh, We have also included one of the most recent denominational resolutions supporting religious liberty. So here's how we get to in the end. Fourth, we believe that as evangelical Christians, it is inappropriate to question whether Muslims should retain the right to freely practice their religion. We understand, here's the key, key point. We understand that granting such rights to some forms of Islam might one day lead to the threatening of Christians in our worship. However, we trust God will honor our faithfulness to proclaim and practice his word for his glory to the best of our ability. So they say, we understand this has certain uh, human dangers to it. Yet, we're trusting God because he's given us a biblical foundation. Moreover, we believe any attempt to inhibit religious liberty will only prove to be a hindrance to reaching these precious men and women created in God's image with the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. So they say, listen, our desire is to see everyone, no matter what religion, even though they have individual soul liberty, to be saved, to come to the knowledge of Christ. 
As those who believe in the exclusivity of Christ for salvation and who know that one cannot be coerced to believe and be saved, we want religious freedom for all human beings while there is still time before the day of final judgment. Hmm. And I thought that was a great way to wrap up and say, hey, listen, we know there's dangers to this. But there, you could go on to talk all about the potential dangers that if you stop one religious uh, um, group from practicing their religion, that if somebody who disagrees with you decides to or becomes the powerful force in the nation, can stop you from practicing your religious freedom. And that's why we have universal religious freedom. Right. So that's just a little bit of a wrap-up on it, but I thought it was worthwhile talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, while you were saying that, I wrote down a note that um, perhaps the emergence of more and more non-theistic leaders in our country has led to the... Uh, they don't believe there is a source for your rights outside of the government. Right. So therefore... They don't buy the the thought that the source is coming from God. Right. So these inalienable rights go back to the government, and so therefore you have freedom based on whatever the government says because they don't believe in God, let alone the God of the Bible. So they're not going to look to the source of those freedoms as God. That that's why we use the phrase American exceptionalism. That has nothing to do with Americans themselves being exceptional. Right. Nothing to do with that. What it's saying is we have an exceptional idea. And that exceptional idea is that rights come from God and you've got things reversed in America. And that is that you say that the people are able to determine what government does rather than government deciding what people will do. And the ultimate top level authority is, of course, not government. Yep. But it's whatever God you worship, and you say, oh, well, how can that be, whatever God you worship? Because people have individual soul liberty, right. and they have the ability to, based on their own conscience, worship the God that they have decided to worship. Even if it's a false God, even if it's a, 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 a beliefs that you have disdain for, perhaps, if we don't all have religious liberty— then none of us have religious liberty. Mm, that's a good point. That's a very good point. And with it, I know that uh, you and I, we're getting updates almost daily from our um, broadcast attorney with different things that are changing in the laws right. related to religious broadcasting and radio and things like that. And um, So the intersection of religious liberty and even what we do as a ministry, it's very important, very important for us to understand where our freedom comes from. We don't have to know all the laws. People aren't going to be able to stay up with all that if, they, if that's not their field. You know, I think they should educate themselves as best they can. But it is important to know the source of your freedom comes from God. Right. And, um, and everyone has that freedom. Right. In America. In America. Yep. They should have that freedom everywhere. That's the way God, as we believe, God has made things. But, yeah. Well, Chris, thank you very much. Yep. Really appreciate it. And, uh, You know, those types of things, I think you should bring those types of topics uh, to the air more often because this is a great venue for us to talk about them. Sure. Great. All right. Thanks, Chris. And uh, thanks, listeners. We're going to take a short break. We come back, going to slide over to uh, 
couple fun things. I know we got some listeners out there that really enjoy the happy little accidents segment of the show. I had a young man named Troy come up and tell me he really liked the segment on Wheaties last week. Well, if you like that, Troy, you're going to love this week's segment. So, listeners, stick around. You're listening to Live Till 5 on this Friday, November 17th. It's 4.23 p.m. Make that 4.24 p.m. And this is Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. We'll take a short break when we come back. More Live Till 5. with a little more live till five boy that bagpipe music makes you think of marching and where better to watch marching than the macy's thanksgiving day parade it's coming up on 90 plus years i believe of 91st annual now that i look at my list of facts here gonna happen on 9 a.m thursday november 23rd that'd be eastern standard time 91st annual Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade. Parade travels down Central Park West. This is from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade website. Travels down Central Park West from 77th Street to Columbus Circle, then along Central Park South to 6th Avenue, down 6th to 34th Street. Remember Miracle on 34th Street? Now you're getting it. Then finally along 34th Street to the Macy's Herald Square at 34th Street. More than 8,000 people participate in the parade, including clowns, balloon handlers, and marching bands, while 3.5 million people line the streets along the parade route to see it in person, and another 50 million watch the parade on television, like us here on Guam. Uh, Let's see here. The parade has been an annual tradition since 1924. Each year, it gets bigger and better. I believe the reason why it's the 91st, but it was since 1924, is they might have suspended for a couple days, maybe around 9-11, possibly during war times. So that's why we're not in the 97th Macy's Day uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, I would just assume. Let's see. Numerous floats, 1,000 cheerleaders, dancers, 1,000 clowns, 12 marching bands, many celebrities, and even Cinder Claus. The parade travels uh, south beginning 77th Street, Central Park West, ending at Macy's Herald Square, meaning there are a number of great public viewing areas along the parade route. And uh, if you're one of the very uh, blessed people that get to be in New York City at that time, maybe you can look on their website and get some more information. Now, because I did get some really good feedback from Troy, who is his, he's related to our resident uh, Touch of Dutch expert, but uh, Troy is an avid listener, avid, and he, he told me how much he appreciated this segment this last week on Wheaties. So I want to talk about some happy little accidents that I've taken directly from the book Accidents May Happen, 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake by Charlotte Foltz Jones. This week we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, 
on the planet, coffee. Coffee has been very popular throughout history. Napoleon called coffee the intellectual's drink and has said that the French philosopher and writer Voltaire needed 72 cups of coffee per day. That's more than four gallons. Now, that's too much coffee. Uh, in the Near East, Arabs would stop on their journeys to brew coffee by the roadside. At one time, Turkish woman could divorce her husband if he failed to provide her with coffee. Saudi Arabia had a similar law. 1735, German composer Johann Sebastian Bach completed his Coffee Cantata, which sings the praises for coffee. Another German composer, Ludwig von Beethoven, is said to have controlled, uh, counted out 60 coffee beans for each cup he made. That's strong. So where did this coffee drinking begin? Well, according to popular legend, a young goat herder named Kaldi discovered coffee by accident. He was watching his goats in the hills near the Red Sea one day. Almost 2,000 years ago, his goats began chewing on berries that grew on bushes. Soon after they ate the berries, they pranced around excitedly. If I saw my dog eating berries from a bush and then it started acting strange, my first thought would not be, oh, I'll make a tea out of that. Anyway, Caldi des- uh, decided to try the fruit himself. Soon he began prancing too. When the monk from the nearby monastery saw the strange behavior, he tried some of the berries. What kind of monk would do that? Anyway, he poured hot water over them. And he liked what he tasted. When he served the drink to the brothers in the monastery, they stayed awake and alert for nighttime prayers. Coffee, of course, that makes it that that makes it okay then. Uh, coffee, of course, is still enjoyed around the world today. The people of Sweden drink the most coffee, 5.7 cups per day. Four out of every five American adults drink coffee. Those coffee drinkers average 1.87 cups of coffee per day. Novices. One estimate says that. 5,537,000 tons of coffee are produced worldwide each year. And that's the happy little accident that we call coffee. How many of you listeners are coffee drinkers? Chris Harper, he likes coffee. You like coffee? I do. I drink coffee, sure. What's your what's your your go-to like if if you're going to make coffee at home, what what kind of coffee do you buy? Uh, whatever is on sale. <laughs> Hey, that's 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 a certain genre, right? But so, I buy I buy whole beans of whatever's okay. on sale is okay. basically because I'm cheap. I'm yeah. more I'm I'm more I'm more of a cheapskate than a coffee drinker. Okay, is okay. what I find. So but you I buy do whole beans, beans mm-hmm. and then I grind them and I put them in a French press. Okay, All and right. then usually if it's good coffee, I like to just drink it black. Yes, yep. Because I like the taste of the coffee black. Right. But if it's kind of subpar coffee, like if I can tell I bought the cheap stuff. Yes. Then I will put creamer in yep. it. Yep. Where do you get your whole beans from? Cost you less? Uh, no, I've typically bought them at Payless because ah. what I do is I keep an eye out, and if there's every once in a while they'll have that one bag that's like marked way down, you yep. know, yep. just that one kind. It's likely because they had too many of them or right. something. Right. And so that's what I do. So I'm like, oh, that's marked down, and then yep. I grab that one. And I, I like to think of it this way, not as being a cheapskate, although I know that's what the truth is. Mm-hmm. I like to think of it as enjoying trying a variety of coffees. Yeah, sure, sure. That's Maybe. in my mind, I think of it so that way. You're, I mean, so there's different levels of cheap when it comes to coffee, though. So the cheap, cheap, cheapskate will drink a two-year-old can of Maxwell House. Okay, so wow. no. already ground. So it's old, it's stale. It's like it's like no. um, you know pencil shavings. That's like the lowest end. Right above that is Uban, Hills Brothers, maybe some Sanka Instant in there somewhere. Wow. Um, 
And then you get up to the Folgers level, which yeah. is the best part of waking up if it's fresh. But, right. you know, and then you kind of start working your way up into people who buy beans, maybe not necessarily the highest quality beans. But, hey, if you're going to grind it, French press is probably the best way to get the best out of those beans. So right. if you're going to extract some good coffee out of those, the best chance you have is not through drip, but through French press for sure. And then you kind of keep working your way up to where you get like snooty. I had a friend that just put on Facebook how he just got something from a certain part of the certain part of the North Shore of one of the Hawaiian Islands, and he just got in the mail. Wow. I'm like, he must have paid $5 per cup for that. I mean, there's no way that's cheap. Oh, and it was uh, <laughs> first, it was roasted to first crack pea berry from you know, Waimea, North Shore, Hawaii. But was it fair trade? I have no, that's a good question. And so, yeah, it's, it's probably, you know, harvested by, you know, uh, not in Hawaii, en- enslaved, probably. enslaved little, you know, capuchin yeah. uh, monkeys. But, um, so, but yeah, so first, so it's roasted to first crack pea berries, which are some of the most expensive. They have to be hand picked, right? Perfectly round. So, anyway, they're, they're all different levels, but. I can respect no. a French you know, press guy. You know what my dad would do? He he always bought instant taster's choice. Yes, that used to be so popular. It, and that's uh, even today. I went back last Christmas. Crystals. I went it was back home. made from from coffee crystals. Yep. And you think to yourself, "Hey, this smells pretty good. I'm going to try this." You know, because my dad just drinks yep. that, and yep. my my brother drinks that too. And then I'm, I pour it in there, and you go, "Oh, I've got this good cup of coffee. It, it, smell, smells, it smells good. Smells great. It's very aromatic." You start to drink it, and you go. This ain't that good, right? You want to clean. You want to <laughs> clean your paintbrush out in it. Yeah, yes, that's about as good as it. Yeah, it's that's, not. It's not that good. There are probably one thousand things better than a cup of Taster's Choice coffee. Honestly, yeah. that that is. It's not good, and uh, you you can't put enough uh, cream and sugar in it to make it good either. Um, yeah. The best thing you could do is throw that in the trash and just have hot water. So, uh, <laughs> I do have my standards myself, but some really good coffee here on campus is at the hub. Honestly, they have this Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Peru. They had this Peru there earlier this week. Super tasty. I drank Brazil this morning. Brazil is very good. Smooth. It's, yeah. it's, it's not it's not light roasted, though. It's still a nice, strong, robust coffee. So yeah. it's good stuff. So anyway, hey, and I was just, that was all just extra bonus material for uh, those coffee fans out there. So I think what I want to do is I'm going to just take a very short break. And when I come back want to talk a little bit about our topic of the day, which is Thanksgiving, and uh, some fun facts for you about Thanksgiving, because that is coming up. By the time we have our next episode next week, we'll be beyond Thanksgiving. We'll be playing Christmas music. So stick around a little more live till 5. It's 4.37 p.m. on this Friday, November 17th, here in the studios of KHMG. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 240 of Live Till 5. Stick around more Live Till 5 after this short break.
We're back with a little more live till 5. It's 4.41 p.m. on this Friday, November 17th. Glad to have you with us in this episode 240. If you ever miss part of the show, noon to 2, Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night, we we rebroadcast the entire show. It's a great thing. Two hours of live till 5. Doesn't have to be listened to from 3 to 5 p.m. on Fridays. We know you're busy. So tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, or Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. You're driving around. You're running errands. You're going to soccer games. You're at the... Robbie Weber Youth League Jamboree on your way home sunburned tired eating a cheeseburger trying to get rehydrated from being out in the sweltering scorching heat hey we're glad you're listening to us right now maybe you're on your way home from church on Sunday night hey half a day I'm glad you're listening to this rebroadcast of live till five you can also download the podcast or our website khmg.org it's a great website not just because it carries this show, because this is probably the least of all the great things they do. They have all kinds of great programs that they produce here at KHMG. I guess that we produce, not just they. It's we. It's us. It's me and Chris and Sebastian and Deborah and all the other people that have put in all the years of effort leading up to this. We have just a great wealth of resources that we've been able to tap into for all of our broadcasts. Now, Thanksgiving. Here's some fun facts Kids, are you listening? Because you can you can just enjoy this trivia and you can share this with everyone, your parents. You can ask them, hey, Mom, did you know that the National Turkey Federation estimate that in the U.S. over 46 million turkeys are eaten during Thanksgiving? That's more than double the amount eaten during Christmas time. Mom, are you still listening? Yeah, so that's a, that's a fun fact. Let me give you some other fun facts about Thanksgiving. It's first celebrated 1621 by pilgrim settlers that came from England to the U.S. They gathered crops and gave thanks to God for their successful harvest. Thanksgiving Day in the United States is celebrated on the fourth Thursday of November. In Canada, Thanksgiving is celebrated the second Monday of October. Thanksgiving is a time of year when all the members of the family come together to eat and celebrate. Uh, Stores sell more food and provisions at this time than any other time of the year. It's kind of a banquet feast time. Since 1947, the National Turkey Federation of America has presented the president with a live turkey and two dressed turkeys to celebrate Thanksgiving. And uh, the president usually pardons that that live turkey. Giant helium-filled balloons are the prominent part of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Felix the Cat was the first character balloon to be displayed during the parade in 1927. AAA, American Automobile Association, estimates more than 42 million Americans travel 50 miles or more from home on Thanksgiving. American football is one of the traditions that have closely been associated with Thanksgiving. From amateur to NFL, most teams will play a game on the Thanksgiving weekend. Many high schools have nicknamed the game the Turkey Day or the Turkey Bowl game. Many people use Thanksgiving as an opportunity to help those less fortunate than themselves. Shelters and organizations receive donations of food and volunteer time, especially during this time. Here's some good uh, Thanksgiving things you can watch. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, Mouse on the Mayflower, Pocahontas, Pieces of April, The New World, The Little Orphan, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and uh, they're all movies that have Thanksgiving connections. The day after Thanksgiving is known as Black Friday, marking the start of the holiday shopping season. This is the bargain shopper's busiest time with major stores offering the biggest deals of the year. 
Uh, let's see what else. Uh, let's see. Cyber Monday is a marketing term that was first used in November 2005. It falls on the Monday following Black Friday and is the day that e-commerce internet sale companies promote the biggest online shopping days of the year. So that's a big deal for Amazon and other online shopping opportunities. Thanksgiving is ranked as America's second most popular holiday after Christmas. Uh, let's see here. The average American will consume, listen to this, 4,500 calories on Thanksgiving Day, or about 3,000 for the meal, an additional 1,500 just from snacking. The Butterball Turkey Hotline answers 100,000 questions every November and early December. The song Jingle Bells was originally written as a Thanksgiving song. Let's see here. The famous pilgrim celebration at Plymouth Colony, Massachusetts in 1621 is traditionally regarded as the first American Thanksgiving. However, there are actually 12 claims where the first Thanksgiving took place. Two in Texas, two in Florida, one in Maine, two in Virginia, and five in Massachusetts. President Jefferson called the Federal Thanksgiving Proclamation the most ridiculous idea ever conceived. Uh, let's see here. What else? Um... How many of you like turkey? Let's see here. America eats roughly 535 million pounds of the bird on Thanksgiving. Uh, let's see. Not all states are eager to adopt Thanksgiving because some thought the national government was exercising too much power in declaring a national holiday. Additionally, southern states were hesitant to observe what was largely a New England practice. The first Thanksgiving football game... 1876, believe it or not. Baby turkeys are called poults, P-O-U-L-T-S. Only male turkeys gobble, and therefore they're called gobblers. 2001, the U.S. Postal Service issued a Thanksgiving postage stamp to honor the tradition of being thankful for the abundance of goods we enjoy in America. A couple more here. Thanksgiving can occur as early as November 22nd and as late as November 28th. This year we're kind of right right towards the early side of that. In 2009, roughly 34.8 million Americans traveled more than 50 miles. I had said that earlier. And it is actually the busiest travel day in America. Thanksgiving is often considered the site of the first cultural war because it contains both a narrative of the birth of freedom and democracy as well as the account of racism, mistreatment and of Native Americans and conflict. Interesting. Well, Thanksgiving. Love the holiday. It's a great opportunity to give thanks, and as we give thanks, we have to give thanks to someone or something, and so it's a natural time for Christians to be thankful. Now, we should give thanks every day for everything. First Thessalonians chapter 5 says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. So every day, we should be giving thanks for everything. But Thanksgiving holiday is an opportunity to uniquely remember and be grateful for those things that God has blessed us with, and not just the things, but the people, and even the most important thing, the spiritual blessing that we have, the gift of God, is Jesus Christ. Now, back to uh, some more Thanksgiving information here. I just took my health certificate class over at the Department of Public Health. And I must say, it was well done. Uh, no, no pun intended on the food side there. 
Um, it was conducted in a very professional manner. My instructor, uh, Mr. Cruz, I believe it was, was entertaining. He knew his stuff. He had it down pat. He, he literally has the entire handbook memorized. And he taught it so well that I aced the test in like five minutes. And now I can legally serve scrambled eggs and pancakes at the men's prayer breakfast. So thank you very much. But at Thanksgiving, we need to remember food handling is very important. Okay? Uh, there's no such thing as raw turkey keleguin, just for the record. You cannot do that. Um, you have to remember that you have to store food. Okay? Always refrigerate perishable food within two hours. One hour when the temperature is above 90 degrees. So if you have perishable food and you're having an outdoor fiesta at Thanksgiving... You can only leave it out for an hour. Check the temperature of your refrigerator and freezer with an appliance thermometer. The refrigerator should be at least 40 degrees. So under 41 degrees is cold storage. Uh, and the freezer should be close to zero degrees Fahrenheit. So solidly frozen. Cook or freeze fresh poultry, fish, ground meats, and variety of meats within two days. Other beef, veal, lamb, pork within three to five days. Perishable foods such as meat and poultry should be wrapped securely to maintain quality. Preparation, always wash your hands with warm water. Soap for at least 15 to 20 seconds. Make sure you wash your fingernails and back of your hands and everything. Rinse them really well. And don't turn the faucet off. Reach up, grab your paper towel, dry your hands thoroughly. Use that paper towel to turn the faucet off. To open the door if you have to like leave, like let's say you're in a restroom washing your hands. And then toss the paper towel towards the trash can so you don't touch anything with those clean hands. Don't cross-contaminate. Keep raw meat, poultry, fish, and their juices away from other food. Cutting boards, utensils, and countertops can be sanitized by using a solution of one tablespoon of unscented liquid chlorine bleach for a gallon of water. And uh, there was a they made a good point in this class that you should have a different cutting board for your meat, different cutting board for your vegetables, different cutting board for uh, maybe your prepared foods. But you should, the different kinds of meat, you could use different cutting boards. They said, although it's it's harder to wash, a white cutting board for cutting meat is better because then you can tell if you've cleaned it well or not afterwards. Thawing, the only way you're not supposed to thaw your meat is on the countertop. You can thaw it under cold running water. You can thaw it in the refrigerator, which they like the best. Or you can thaw it in the microwave if you're preparing to cook it right away. So, But don't thaw it just on the countertop. And then, of course, cooking cooking your food. There are all kinds of different uh, temperatures, but um, you should cook meat. I believe it's hot food should be held at 140 degrees or higher. Cold food held below 41 degrees, so 40 or lower. If you're serving at a buffet, keep food hot with chafing dishes, slow cookers, or warming trays. Keep food cold by nesting dishes in bowls of ice. Perishable food should not be left out for more than two hours. Leftovers, discard, discard any food left out at room temperature for more than two hours. So our tradition of Balutin, we need to really be careful because we could be spreading food poisoning. Foodborne illness is a real thing, and it is no fun, and it will add a whole new meaning to that Black Friday uh, depression if you eat f bad food the next day. So be careful. Place food in a shallow container. Immediately put it in the refrigerator or freezer for rapid cooling. 
cook leftovers within four days. Reheat leftovers to not just 140 degrees, but 165 degrees. And, uh, of course, you need to make sure that you cook poultry to, I believe it's to 165 degrees to be able to cook poultry, if I'm not mistaken. And always use a meat thermometer to check the temperature of the food itself. Now, I'm going to take one final short break. When I come back, I'm going to just wrap up the show with a little invitation to visit Harvest Baptist Church. Thank you for listening. This is episode 240. I'm Jared Baldwin, 4.53 p.m. on Friday afternoon, November 17th. Short break. Be right back after this. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord, God, walk with me. While I'm on this old tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand. And we're back with the last few minutes of Live Till 5. I want to mention a giving opportunity for you this season. There's actually two. One is a small one. If you have any non-perishable food that you'd like to give to needy families, we're collecting that this week at Harvest. We're going to be distributing that on Wednesday. So if you'd like to donate Sunday or Monday, you can bring it to Harvest Baptist Church, and we'll take it, and we'll distribute it to families in need in our community, uh, underemployed, unemployed people that are just having a hard time. A bigger need... Uh, of an individual, one of our staff members, Jeanette Baker, good friend of many of you listeners, faithful servant. She's been a missionary. She's been a teacher. She's a nurse. She went through some life-saving cancer treatment last year, but it left her, we found out, with a very, very large medical debt. And we are doing what we can to try and help her pay off that debt. And so we have a You Caring campaign. If you go to my personal Facebook page, Jared Baldwin on Facebook, you'll see the You Caring campaign. I would encourage you to click on that and make a donation for Jeanette. That would be a real blessing to her. The Lord will bless you for it because it's always more blessed to give than to receive. We, we love giving, and we want to help out a sister in Christ. And the Lord knows, and the Lord's going to provide for her, but he might use you to help provide for that. And one thing you could do, too, is to share that on your own personal social media as well. You could send that out to a number of family and friends just by sharing it. And you just never know how God's going to use that. But we're hoping and praying that Jeanette will be able to defer all those debts from her medical expenses last year. Praise the Lord. The treatments were successful, saved her life, saved her eye. Uh, But she was left uh, with a very large financial load because of it. And so we're doing what we can. There's going to be a rummage sale coming up in December. We'll say a little more about that next week. I want to encourage you to uh, jump in and help as you can. Now, finally, I just want to invite you to visit us at Harvest Baptist Church. We are located right here, not too far from Route 8, Mong Mong Toto Mighty and Barragata area, off of Sergeant Roy T. Damian Jr. Street, behind the Mobile McDonald's. Our church services, 10.30 a.m. for our main service. If you've never been here before, just try and make it to that. We do have some kids' programs and adult classes that start at 9.30 also. 10.30 is our main worship right here at the Harvest Baptist Church Auditorium. We have programs for all ages, from nursery all the way up to adults. 
Sunday nights, we have a 6 p.m. service called Family Bible Hour. Wednesday nights, we have all kinds of classes and kids programs, teen programs. You just come to Harvest Baptist Church one time, and we'll make sure we put in your hands all the information you need about all the different things happening here. We'd love to have you, and make sure, if you come visit us for the first time, come up and introduce yourself to me, Jared Baldwin. I'm one of the pastors. You won't be able to miss me. I make all the announcements at church, and let me know that you heard about the church through the radio program. Love to know that. That's just some of the most exciting feedback I could get. God bless you. Have a great weekend. This episode 240 of Live Till 5 on this Friday, November 17th. You're listening on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Baragata Guam. Have a great weekend.